Hi, I'm Cody. And I'm Becca. And you're listening to the Burns Journal Podcast. January 2023. Outward check marks, inner rest. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Matthew seven thirteen through 14 Our pastor, Ethan Crowder, taught through Matthew 7 several weeks ago, and it floored me. It wasn't new information, but he put it in a new light. He reminded us that when Jesus mentions the many who choose the broad road, He wasn't primarily referring to the many people who live horrible, sin-filled, evil lives. He was talking about the vast number of people who are working so hard to live outwardly good lives, but do not have true inward righteousness. Few trust in Christ, and He is the only way to be inwardly clean. Few understand that God is not interested in all the outward effort and appearances and trying to keep up and trying to be good enough. He wants fruit that flows from the inner life, from a heart that knows only Jesus was ever good enough. He's looking for people who walk the difficult, narrow road of placing all their trust in Him, step after step after step. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7 I already know that my best attempts at a good life are not enough. I know I need the cross. I grasp that without Christ there's a chasm between God and I that I could never reach across. What I find myself wrestling to grasp is that the cross not only bridged the chasm, it moved me to the other side of it out of death and striving and failure, into life, wholeness, and favor. I know it, but I forget it. And I get stressed all over again when I don't think I'm doing a good enough job. In his message, Ethan said, It's easy to look the part, but genuine righteousness is always inward before it's outward. It's always a matter of your heart before it's a matter of your life. If we check all the boxes with how we live, but fail to have a heart that's changed by the gospel, then we've missed the point. God doesn't want you to be Jesus. He wants you to trust Jesus. This wrecked me because for a year I have been trying so hard to keep up with what is expected outwardly while I'm grieving, churning, wrestling, and fearful on the inside. But I could have dropped all the outward things the pressure to be enough and to be good enough for other people. Jesus is enough. I don't have to be him. I can just be the person who's clinging to him. What God wanted was inward. He had to do some work on the inward, and I couldn't speed it up. My trust and confidence were mangled and not functioning, and I wanted to think rightly about God and have all the outward flow from being in a good place inwardly, but I didn't know how to get there any sooner. I wanted so badly to do well and to make good choices, even if it took a while for the emotions to catch up. But the emotions also had to be processed. I think what stood out to me in this sermon was the relief of pressure. There is no pressure for me to be good enough. 
I cannot be. But Christ is. And he produces good in me as I keep coming to him. One of the most surprising things I felt this year was the urge to avoid church and fellowship and the attention. I couldn't figure out for the life of me why I wanted to get away from the very people who care so much for me and my family. But I think I understand now that it was the pressure. I perceived expectations that I couldn't meet. To be their missionary and their small group leader and their helpful church volunteer and their mentor and their enthusiastic vacation Bible school teacher when I was also a traumatized postpartum mom recovering from eight months of hyperemesis gravidarum, three hospitalizations, heart complications, moving suddenly across the Atlantic with only five suitcases worth of belongings, and facing the scariest days of her life as she waded through a flood of scans, appointments, and treatment recommendations for her tiny baby's swollen brain. I tried so stinking hard to have something to offer, but I think I could have just let it all fall. I could have just been exactly where I was, processing what I was dealing with, and if it was messy, I think they would have just loved me, just like the Lord does. And oh, I need that love. (laughs) While I'm still trying to be enough, I will feel strain, distance, and disappointment that don't apply to me. I am on the other side of the chasm because of the cross. I have been showered with affection, approval, warmth, and welcome because of the work Jesus finished. And it is not meeting the outward check marks that will finally ease that heavy pressure. It is resting in this unearned love. Love that has been lavished upon and given wholeheartedly to me. Only out of that can I walk forward and have something to offer others. Something that is sincere and full of life. Not forced and wrung out of a tired, collapsing shell. O Lord. May I find my rest in this love. May I learn to wait on you and let you produce the fruit. Help me to clear away the outward pressure and performance and let life make its way out, however small and humble its baby shoots are. Work the fruit of patience in my life, especially as I gauge what needs you are asking me to step into and what needs I should yield to your mighty hands which can hold them all. Teach me to wait on the careful inward work you are doing to produce true righteousness in my heart, especially when I'm tempted to rush it because I don't see satisfying results yet. Curb my perfectionism by killing my pride. Help me to drop those high, high expectations of myself and instead set all my expectation on you. Show me how to be at ease with learning with interruption, with unfinished, with messy, with life as an imperfect disciple and a growing parent. Remind my heart that it doesn't please you to buckle down and strive with all my might outwardly while my heart is despairing. You are near the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. You lead gently those that have young. Good shepherd, perhaps part of the difficult narrow road is the difficult work of trusting you when I need to rest and recover because I believe you when you say you are gentle. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Colossians 2, 7. 
I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Time for update. We asked you to pray that Benaya's December MRI would show improvement, and our awesome God answered. Woo! His ventricles are still enlarged. They always will be. Yeah, that's, that's expected. expected. Mm-hmm. But most of the swelling around the temporal lobes of his brain has resolved. The cysts at the front of his brain are almost completely gone, and there's healthy brain tissue developing forward into that space. So that was a super exciting checkup what for us. What a relief. At his checkup this month, the pediatrician told us that Benaya is keeping up with the normal milestones and may even be a little ahead on some of them. This so, blows my mind because eight months ago, the neurologist told us to take the milestones and throw them out the window because they just weren't going to apply to Benaya with everything he had going on. So to be like doing everything that a normal nine-month-old should be doing... Um, it is just such an answer to the prayer. Only the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no other way as helpless as we are in these situations. There's absolutely nothing too hard for him. Thank you for going to him on our behalf and on behalf of our little boy. We so appreciate that. There were, I, I think the neurologist told us he has seen something like this only three times in his whole career. Um, this medicine never is enough on its own. And not only did Benai's MRI improve with only medicine and no surgical intervention, but the neurologist and the surgeon both agree that over the next three months, we can start slowly weaning that medicine, um, the medicine that controls fluid production in Benai's brain. And we'll just be watching him closely to see how he tolerates it. Then he'll have another MRI in April to see if he's compensating without it. At this point, everyone on Benaya's treatment team agrees that the brain surgery is no longer recommended. They think it's highly unlikely that he would end up needing that down the road. Which the, is, as, again, amazing because that, that first hospital admission, they were like, yeah, he's going to need surgery. We'll just figure out when. So, yeah, yeah. we prayed and prayed that the Lord would make it possible for him to be able to avoid surgery. So thank you for praying with us for that. The neurologist wants to see him two more times over the next six months, and then he is comfortable with us returning to overseas ministry. So please keep praying that Benaya continues to improve, even as we decrease his medication. We're checking out a little bit of eye muscle weakness the neurologist noticed with Benaya's ophthalmologist this month. So pray that we're able to take care of that and get him any care he needs to help those muscles strengthen. Um, and then we asked you guys to pray about um, just a couple other things we were checking out. So we did see his urologist last month and the urologist decided Benaya needs a minor surgery to repair a birth defect 
That's scheduled for January 16th. You can pray that goes well. Becca's uh, heart monitor picked up a few brief episodes of her heart arrhythmia breaking through her medication. So her cardiologist increased her dose a little bit. You can pray that it keeps doing a great job controlling the heart rate and that's kind of the end of the story and there's no more increases in dose. I didn't even know it had happened. It was more like I was exercising strenuously, which is something I was not doing when I was pregnant. And um, he did notice some breakthrough SVT um, just for like short little bits. So it's not anything like it was before and he just wants to increase my day dose um, a little bit. So you just pray I tolerate that change because um, it can drop your blood pressure a little bit, but he thinks it'll be okay and that this will be enough to just totally take care of it. Things are going well here at the homes of Ethnos 360. We're so thankful for the flexibility they've been able to offer our family with all the medical tests and appointments and procedures. It's been so sweet to be a part of this ministry and this team. They're just really awesome and we like to be a part of that and it's so helpful to be able to have this role but still be doing the things we need to do to get ready to head back to png when we're able our plans are a little up in the air at this point because the flight instructor that would normally handle cody's png flight orientation will be taking his furlough in july and he isn't planning on returning to png until summer of 2024 Our aviation leadership is working on what would be the best placement for us in the meantime. It will probably involve at least some time at Ethnos 360 Aviation's base in Arizona so that I can renew my currency as a pilot and also work on some sim training for the Kodiak just so when we do go to PNG, I'll be even better prepared and it'll be a faster process to get me going there. So their hope is to work out a way for me to work work toward proficiency flying the Kodiak and the location and the instructor for that are to be determined at this point. Yeah, they're checking out a couple options and there may even be some ways for Cody to work in the plane itself doing some flight work, maybe even with his instructor stateside, maybe in PNG with a different instructor from a different organization. It's all up in the air and we don't know what to expect. So we're just waiting to hear from them and they're working on that problem. So pray for the Lord to work out the best timeline and for us to trust him in that with all the unknowns to be patient and flexible with the process and just for wisdom for the leadership, people who are working through that and just trying to figure out a solution that will work for everyone involved. Um, you can also pray for Abby. He's really excited and he asks us every day if we're going back to PNG tomorrow and yeah, just... you can pray for his little heart. He misses his home and, um, misses his friends there. Yeah. It's exciting to so. us that he's, he's looking forward to going back. Um, but especially when we're like, okay, it'll be this summer. And then something else kind of puts a wrench in the works. That's, it's hard for him to understand why it keeps getting delayed and, but we know that it wasn't a surprise to the Lord. Um, he's totally in control of all these things, and he's got a better plan than we do. I'm. My new motto is, this was always the plan. I just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
We'll get there. And it's hard for Abi too, because his concept of time is still pretty iffy and has a hard time understanding like days versus weeks versus months. And He's trying to wrap Christmas presents for next Christmas already right now. And I'm like, that's a long way away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, help us to or pray for the Lord to help us walk alongside our little missionary kid with um, all the transitions he faces and just to frame this as an adventure and um, to have light hearts about uh, the bumps in the road and the unexpected changes and just that we would grow in our flexibility because we're confident that God's working out something so good. Um, I can't stop grinning just even as we wrap up this update and I was writing this out. Um, I just think it's so hard to believe that we're actually here dialing things down with Benaya's care and having conversations about flying again. Um, it just, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> um, even as we see the Lord making a way forward for some of the desires and hopes of our hearts, we'd like to ask you guys to pray that we would treasure him most of all and run to him as our refuge in the unknowns. Pray that he'll use our lives every step of the way to make much of him and not of ourselves. And it's, it's exciting for a while we didn't know what to plan and it looked like we may not be able to go back to PNG ever. And so it's exciting to just be on this place where even though we, our plans are still up in the air, it, it feels like the Lord has worked it out where we will be able to go back and our little boy will be okay and just how well he's doing. So there's so many answers to prayer and so many ways he's shown himself faithful and we want to do a good job giving him the glory for that and just saying thank you to you guys as well because we know there are so many people praying for us. Thanks for listening to the Burns Journal Podcast. We'll see you next month.